welcome to the Gita Brown Show, bringing harmony into everyday life. I love creativity and wellness, and I've been teaching both for 30 years. To be creative, it helps if you have a lifestyle that supports your wellness, because that's where creativity starts. My philosophy is simple and based in yoga tradition. Easy practices done daily over a long period of time will naturally lead you to a lifestyle full of wellness, and from there, your creativity can flow. And today, my friend, we are talking exactly about that, meditation for creativity. You can think of today's show like a mini class with Miss Gita. We're going to take a topic, do a little bit of a dive into some of the challenges and blocks that we might have, and then I'm going to give you an experience of a meditation that will help enhance your creativity. So I want to give a little bit of a thing here, though, because I did some building block shows that might be helpful for you, too, to check out and review a little bit because I wanted to spend more time today talking about creativity. So I would really recommend checking out the podcast that is Meditation for Beginners. That one, I go all the way through all like the mindset, the challenges, the myths, the blocks, all the obstructions that most new meditators face. And I go really step by step by step with a formula that you can follow to develop a meditation routine and a meditation practice that you know you'll stick with daily. I mean, I break it all down for you as well as lead you through a beginner's meditation in that one. But don't worry, I'm going to go through all that stuff today just a little bit more quickly. So if you feel like you need that, always know you have that podcast to reference. Cool? All right. So meditation for creativity. You know, this is something I've been doing without really knowing I was doing it since I very first started meditating. I first started meditating back in high school when I was at Interlochen Arts Academy. And I've told this story before. I, we, they would take us on the weekends to go to Traverse City. They'd take, load us all on the bus. We'd go into Traverse City. And I always gravitated towards this new age bookstore. This was the 1980s. So picture it. I had a perm and long hair and, yes, the shoulder pads. And new age stuff was like all the rage. i go in there and there was something about the music and the crystals. Oh, there's a crystal right there funny how things happen. And I would just gravitate towards the books and the cassette tapes. And I started doing meditation off of these cassette tapes. And I noticed something funny happened when I was practicing my clarinet. I'm a musician. When I was practicing my clarinet, it got a little easier. I had more access to like coming up with cool ideas. I was practicing and taking less time to do what would normally take me more time. And teachers and, and other students noticed it too and started being like, what are you doing? You seem to be making like a lot of gains here. And, you know, I look back on all these years later, I'm like, oh, duh, you were meditating. Your mind was calm. Your body was relaxed. So, of course, you were more creative. At the time, I didn't always put it together. But now that I've been doing it for 30 years and I've taught tons and tons of people, probably in the nature of hundreds of people by this point, what I'm going to teach you here today I've been able to break it down a little bit and give you a system that you can follow and put into practice for your own creativity. So I've noticed, though, that there's some blocks that we got to talk about first, because once you understand these blocks, it's going to help you to shape your meditation a little bit. So let's talk about the blocks and the challenges. Then we're going to talk about how to set up a meditation for success. Then we're going to do one together. And by the end of it, you'll kind of have a good running start at your own meditation practice. So I'm guessing if you hit play on this one, you are the kind of person who wants to be creative, 
right? You have an idea, you're writing a book, or you're a musician, or you just love to cook. You just want to feel more creative in your daily life. So know that you can do this. Know that this kind of meditation is going to meet you exactly where you're at, and it's going to help you to grow. So I applaud you for hitting play on this one, because it tells me that you're a learner, and boy, you can learn how to do anything. So blocks and challenges for our creativity. I've noticed a couple of trends. Two, either people feel like they run out of ideas, like they're just like, I just, I don't have anything else to say or to write about, or I just, like I have writer's block, I hear from my writer's friend, or I can't think of anything new to compose about, or I'm just not excited about any project, or like, I don't know, it can be something simple, guys, like, I don't know what to make for dinner tonight, we always make the same things, I'm just, you're stuck in that creative rut. We've all been there. You just do the same old, same old, same old, and there's nothing new happening there. So that happens to creative people, especially when you have a long career. The other thing that happens, which is really concerning, is a tendency to burn out, right? There's like a huge like creative rush in people's 20s, and I'm 47 now, so I've had students that I've taken all the way through this cycle where like there's this huge rush and like this big creative thing when they're in college and just out of college, and then at some point like the wheels come off and they get burned out, and they either have like a full-on breakdown physically or mentally, or they get some sort of, um, especially for my musician friends, they get uh, like a debilitating physical condition from playing their instrument or repetitive motion injury or something happens where just like everything falls apart and that thing that brought them so much joy and creativity, now they can't even do it or becomes a source of stress. And it really distresses me as a music teacher to see people kind of playing their way into illness. Like, it doesn't have to be that way. We can totally change that tide. So let's talk about, like, those two challenges to a teeny bit more. So let's look at the first one and how to fix them, really, or how to shift them, rather, because you don't always have to fix everything. Sometimes it's enough just to let things be. Sometimes you got to just embrace the suck, right? When you're a creative person, things are hard. doesn't always have to change. Just accepting can go a long way. Okay, so let's say you have a tendency to burn out, burn out, burn out, right? You have a big creative burst, and then there's like this drop. You're in this big show, and then the show is over, and then you go into that post-show depression. I, that's a real thing. You launch the book. Oh, man, my writer friends, they launch a book, and then it's very real, <laughs> talk to them all the time about this, then they go into a depression after the book comes out. There's like this whole rise and fall and rise and fall. That rise and fall might be there, but you can even out the curves. So how to do that? When you have those exp uh, patterns or you're a person who's in a pattern of a burnout or a big rise and crash, look at your daily wellness routines. Most of my students who experience those extremes of emotion, the high and then the low, don't have a daily rhythm that su supports their creativity, right? They're following the daily rhythm of rehearsals or production schedule or they're writing their book or just getting stuff done for the family, but they're not actually in charge of saying, you know what? Every day I need to be managing my nutrition. Every day I need to be getting good rest. Every day I need to be meditating. Those are my non-negotiables and all the other stuff comes and goes. If you create a rhythm for your life that supports your wellness, all those peaks and valleys of creativity will still be there, 
but you'll be able to ride them with more ease. Instead of reacting to them and getting sucked down, you'll be say, oh, whoa, whoa, I can catch it. I'm feeling a little low. You can catch it a little sooner. So creating that daily rhythm that supports your wellness by having morning routines, having regular nutrition, seeing your doctor. I talk about a lot of this on the podcast on how to beat burnout. You can go listen to that episode too on how to develop that holistic lifestyle. But if you have that, then you're going to not have those periods of burnout. And that's really, really fundamental. So start to think of maybe one little shift you could do now. Hmm. Perhaps it's a daily meditation for creativity that you're going to do in 10 minutes. That little thing that you're going to add every day that's going to give a little bit of rhythm to your life and create a little bit of traction for your wellness. Okay, so to beat burnout, have, beat burnout, have a wellness routine. Another block and challenge that we just talked about is that sort of running out of ideas, feeling stuck in a rut, just not feeling creative or like, I've always wanted to paint, but like you've never actually done it anything where you're stuck or in a rut. Usually it's because you're not tied to a larger purpose. Um, I've been a little bit obsessed with Grace and Frankie, the Netflix show. So good. Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin (laughs) in the booth. We're laughing already. So I know someone in here has watched it. If you haven't watched it, check it out. But Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, I mean, they're both, you know, I think in their 70s now, is that right? And these women are funny and creative and on point and actively engaged in their craft of acting. They are phenomenal. And I heard a um, interview with them and someone, you know, they asked all the time, what's your secret to longevity? And particularly as relates to acting and keeping that creativity fresh and not just getting stuck in these ruts. And Jane said, well, both Lily Tomlin and I are both very involved in our social justice causes. We both have this larger mission to our life. We both have people that we want to serve and things we want to do and create. We're tied to our larger community. And that pulls us forward. So often when we feel like stuck in those ruts, it's because we're actually stuck in our own heads. We're stuck in me, 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 mine, 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 me, 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 me. And when we get stuck in that, it gets really hard to feel tied to community and tied to this larger sense of something bigger than ourselves pulling us forward. So it could be something like, wow, I would love to create something new for my family because that's going to bring a lot of fresh energy to the dinner table tonight. And they're going to be like, whoa, what's this new thing? Or it could be like, wow, I really want to paint because I want to express the beauty I see in the world so I can share it with my community. But if you're tied to a little bit of a larger purpose, even if that larger purpose is one person besides yourself, that will pull that creativity up and out of you and pull it forward. Even if, like in the case of me and my fellow nonfiction writers, we write about a lot of really hard, dark topics, addiction, trauma, on and on and on. And it's tough stuff, but we're all called to do it because we feel like these are stories that must be told, right? We need to share this with the world to make sense, to make meaning, and to connect with other people. So take that little thing that you're feeling a little stuck with and kind of like, why do I do it? And how could this serve other people? As soon as you do that, you get out of the I, me, mine, and you shift to community, it will pull you forward. And it just feels good. Okay. So those are just some of the common blocks and, you know, having a wellness routine that involves a little creative meditation is so going to help you. 
So again, please review. Students, please review. I need my little half glasses here. Students, please review Meditation for Beginners because I really go through all the basics there. Um, and I want to lead you through a nice juicy meditation today, so I'm not going to do all of that. But having a regular meditation routine, you really need to set up for success. I will do you a favor and I will give you the um, sort of synopsis of this in at GitaBrown.com under the episode notes for this show. I'll give you sort of the synopsis of the six steps to setting up for success there so you can scan those. But it's things like, you know, making sure you have a place to meditate, figuring out how you're going to sit or stand or lay down, picking your time of day, having some social pressure to make sure you stick through with it. Again, I go all through that in the other episodes, so check that out. But now let's talk about how to specifically meditate for creativity. A relaxed mind is a creative mind. This is, if there's anything that I've learned in 30 years of kind of working as a musician and as a wellness practitioner, a relaxed mind is a creative mind. The more relaxed I am, the more creative I am. The more relaxed and chill and fun my students are having in the clarinet studio, the more they bubble forth with ideas. Every single time that I've helped a student to just relax and ease back a little bit, their success has actually shot forward. It's actually the opposite, right? A lot of times when we think of like being creative, we think of like this like intensity and this like drive, and it's like 110%, but again, that leads to burnout because you cannot sustain that. So when you're relaxed, something really interesting happens to the mind. That's where imagination comes into play. That's where the brain consolidates information it's been gathering. That's where new neural connections are made and where you get those sudden, quote unquote, flashes of insight. It's not something woo-woo or airy-fairy. That's your brain literally knitting neurons together and making connections for you. So you have to do that intensive work balanced with meditation. That meditation will fuel that intensive work and make all those connections for you that you were striving for in the actual like production of your thing. Hope that makes sense. So if a relaxed mind is a creative mind, you can think of it like it's clearing mental clutter is another way and help you make those natural connections very easily. So we're going to do a little meditation right now that's just all about relaxing. You know, guys, if you can, if you're somewhere that's appropriate, you can lay down. You can lay down on a couch, on your bed. You can lay down on the floor with a little pillow and a nice blanket over you. You can also do this in a chair, just kind of like lean back. I'm not going to lean back because I might fall asleep and that doesn't help guide <laughs> meditation. But you can kind of lean back and just kind of get like a little bit relaxed. Just kind of get yourself settled. And what we're going to do is I'm going to take you through the meditation routine, which is the same routine that I do in the meditation for beginners, but the actual technique we're going to use is the thing that's going to shift. So first thing in a meditation routine is just to align your posture. So pick whatever it is. If you're driving your car and you're listening to this on a podcast, please turn this off now. <laughs> no falling asleep on the road because you were listening to Gita tell you to relax. But wherever you are, unless you're driving, get yourself comfy. If you're sitting, you know, kind of lean back a little bit, align your posture a little bit, get your shoulders relaxed. If you're laying down, you can stretch your legs out a teeny bit wider than your hips, and your arms are alongside your body with your palms up. That helps to open up the chest and free open the breathing a little bit, which is always a good thing. And then just kind of let your shoulders relax. You can move your head side to side. 
and let your neck relax a little bit. So step one of any meditation routine is just to align your body because if your body's comfortable, then your mind can begin to settle. And then step two of any meditation routine that I'll be teaching you is just a few cleansing breaths. So you just take a breath in and now you exhale any stress and tension. Just imagine it leaving the body. Take another breath in. Let the eyes close or bring your gaze towards the floor with vision very soft. As you exhale, release any stress and tension. And then just take another breath in. And exhale and relax any tension in the body. Just kind of start to settle in. And the next portion of your meditation routine, you're just going to set an intention for your meditation. This meditation is a san kalpa, which just means a firm resolve. You could think of it like planting a seed. You plant this seed, and then during your meditation, this intention will grow. So you can pick a san kalpa, Something like, I'm relaxed and creative, or I allow my creativity to flow, or I trust my creativity. Pick something that really works for you that speaks to the heart of how you want to be more creative. And when you have that sankalpa, that firm resolve, just silently repeat it to yourself three times right now. Repeating your sankalpa. And then as the bell rings, we'll begin our meditation. You're doing a gentle scan of the body, just releasing tension. Think of your awareness now like a spotlight. In any area of the body that it focuses on, that spotlight helps that area to relax. Just gently letting the body relax. So bringing the awareness down to the toes and the feet. And with that touch of your awareness, the toes and the feet just kind of release a little bit. And then that spotlight of awareness travels up through the lower legs and relaxes all the muscles of the calves and shins. And your knees relax, and the upper legs relax, feeling how nice it is to have your legs free of tension. And awareness just moves to your hips, allowing your hips to release and relax, dropping any tension from the lower back, the middle, and the upper back. Your awareness moves to your shoulder blades and shoulders, letting them relax. You can always give them a little wiggle and encourage them to relax even more deeply. Awareness moves to your upper arms, relaxing elbows, relaxing lower arms, wrists, hands and fingers. 
feeling the body relaxing. And awareness moves to your abdomen, releasing all the surface muscles of the abdomen. And then from deep inside out, softening, relaxing, releasing any tension and pressure, letting the whole abdomen relax. The chest and the rib cage relax, letting the rib cage free. Even that great muscle, your heart, relaxes. And then this relaxation with the touch of your awareness moves through your neck and throat to the jaw, cheeks, lips and tongue, nose, eyes, forehead, temples, ears, and top of the head. Letting the whole body relax. Just taking a quiet moment now to feel the body resting in stillness. The stillness grows as you become aware of it. The whole body balanced and in harmony. Resting now. And then very gently bring awareness to your breath. Just take a nice breath in. And exhale slowly. Another deep cycle of breath in. And out. And slowly moving fingers and toes. And just give yourself any like little movement or stretch that feels good. Take another deep breath in. And out. And then a really vital breath in. Really draw some fresh energy in. Hold for a moment, sending that energy to every area of the body. Then exhale in, really waking up the body, feeling completely revitalized, refreshed. You can do a little shake, a little movement. And just notice how you feel right now. Notice that this calm, relaxed mind is that really sort of fertile state where creativity can grow out of this place. You just did a meditation, and wasn't it easy and simple. Don't you think that anytime you need a little meditation boost, every morning perhaps, you just go to that part of the video, hit play, and do a little five, seven minute meditation, and then go on with your day. It's very easy. It's very simple. And I promise you, my friend, if you do it every day, if you stick with those routines and follow it, your creativity will naturally be enhanced. 
very briefly, I had a student once who was preparing for a concerto competition. He came in one day for a lesson. He was a hot mess. He walked in through the door. I was like, oh my goodness. He was just a complete stress ball. He looked exhausted, tired. I thought there's no way he's going to play Mozart clarinet concerto today. I led him through exactly what you just did. He went on to have a spectacular lesson. He went on to, he won the concerto competition. He performed with orchestra. Now he's off in his career as a professional musician. And he's reflected on the year since then. He said, wow, you really knew what I needed that day. I actually needed rest. And from that place of rest, bam, creativity sprang forward. So sometimes, guys, taking a step back means that you can take 10 steps forward. It's not stopping. It's actually moving you forward when you give yourself a little bit of that intentional rest and you meditate for creativity. It is vital to the creative process, and you are the kind of person who can do it because you have me as a teacher, you have guides, you can absolutely do it. Boost your creativity. Practice this every day. If you need a little extra help, hop over to GeetaBrown.com and just drop a comment under this show's comment box. I will be happy to get back to you and just talk about challenges you're facing, what's easy, what's hard. Let's brainstorm and make this a practice that you can use for yourself so you feel that abundant rush of creativity in your life. So guys, let's close with a chant for peace, one of the best ways I like to do it, chant for peace in the original Sanskrit chant that was taught to me through the integral yoga tradition. And I'll give you the English translation after. As always, you can chant with me or you can just listen, but let's raise that vibration a little bit and chant. Loka samasta sukino bhavantu Loka samasta sukino bhavantu. Loka samasta sukino bhavantu. May the entire universe and you, my friend, be filled with peace and joy and love and light. It's time to take action. Go over to GeetaBrown.com and let me know how you are going to meditate. And if you like this, please join us for our winter wellness challenge. Seven days to refresh body mind and spirit. You get seven days of this kind of goodness directly sent to you in your inbox. It starts Groundhog Day of 2020. You can sign up right until the last minute. Would love to see you there, my friends. Be well, go be creative and sending you lots of love. Om Shanti. Peace to you. Peace to you.